0: enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with cube from first arkansas bank and trust member fdic
1: tom murphy might know that let's talk to him he's with the arkansas democrat gazette Hog sports he's on the brandon moving and storage hotline hello mr murphy how are you
2: how do gents uh it's a lovely day a little windy but uh bright sun enjoying the day
1: well good uh, any idea on the largest crowd ever, and is it going to be anywhere near what uh, will Garth be anywhere near that you think this weekend?
2: <laughs> um, gonna put me on the spot here. Um, golly, didn't they have some sellouts last year? I mean, there's been seventy-two thousand in there, I think, a couple times. Um, and I do not know what they're gonna do with the capacity. Uh, you enlighten me a little bit on what. You said Hunter. Your Jurek- check said about maybe losing some seats. My next door is excited. He says he's in the south end zone, and the stage is in the round, so he's gonna he's gonna go around to all the different parts. So it's just a it's a phenomenal um, format, I suppose. And uh, I, I'm I'm excited about them using the facilities in different capacities. So a long roundabout answer to say I'm not sure how many total sellouts there have been since the, re- the redesign and what the capacity is going
0: to look like for the concert. I, I just see this. A sellout crowd of 74,531, the Razorbacks' largest attendance in five years, emptied onto the field at Reynolds Razorback Stadium as Arkansas beat Texas. So that 74,531 74. was the 74, was the largest in five years.
1: A friend of mine just texted me and said he heard
0: 80,000. 76,000. Uh, for when number one Alabama came to town in 2021. I was there. That was uh, not much fun. As typically is the case
1: when uh, Alabama plays. Let's talk about uh, some sports. What do you say? Let's do uh, a little baseball talk here. Tom, Arkansas back on the road against a this weekend. And, I mean, riding high after last week, and we asked Connor Nolan about it yesterday, you know, since they lost that last series. Before LSU, they were obviously not too happy about it, and they've found a way since. Uh, the thing that impressed me in the LSU series was they, uh, even when they were behind, you know, it didn't seem like there was any panic. I, and I had a ton of confidence they'd find a way to come back, and they did.
2: Yeah, they, they're just an amazing outfit right now. I, the Florida series being a bit of an no, anomaly, um, the wind was blowing out at Florida, and and I think Hagan Smith, gives up fly balls, and Jackson Wiggins certainly gives up fly balls. And Nolan, you know, Nolan's a down-in-the-strike-zone ground ball guy. So uh, the wind is going to be blowing out likely in College Station for all these games. So, you know, good news for Nolan. The other two guys, they've got – what happened? Florida hit some balls up into the draft, and and they, they got pushed out. Now, some of them were hard hit, might have gone out anyway, but certainly the wind aided one or two of those. And it was a tight series anyway, so uh, or at least you know the final game of it. So um, I think I, I think Hagen Smith on Saturday and Jackson Williams on Sunday just need to maybe try to work more down in the zone or, or way up uh, because A&M is A and is a good hitting team. They're really kind of rounding into shape. You can see them improving throughout the course of this year. So I think it's going to be a total toss up. I think it's going to be a two-to-one series, and I'm not sure who's going to win, but certainly a toss-up type of series.
0: Yeah, Arkansas will win the series two-to-one, but you look at what A&M has done here recently. It's like they lose one game, you know, three or four runs. They win a tight one, and then there's like a blowout. And that's like a lot of series. You win one, you lose one, and then there's that one close one. Whoever, you know, Mm -hmm. plays the best that day is going to win a one-run, two-run game. But a has been scoring a lot of runs here recently. I, I like that. I think the pitching for Arkansas carries them through this. Uh, the bullpens come on. They kind of know what they're uh, expected when they come into the game out of the bullpen. As Coach Van Horn said, their roles have kind of been established. But uh, I think more than anything, it's defense. And, Tom, we're seeing this week in, week out, in the middle of the week. Arkansas's defense is hands uh, uh, superior. I mean, head and tails above. The opponent's defense. And in in the case of LSU, it's costing them runs. LSU runs for Arkansas, saving them runs, and so that's going to win you a lot of ball games. And that's why I'm, I'm very confident Arkansas is going to win another series this weekend.
2: Well, I get I get all those takes. Those are all good ones, and and I agree with you in the country in defense. And we were uh, sitting around post game the other day uh, after the 10 to three win over Arkansas State, and talking about Jalen Battle because he was going to come in there and talk to us. And I think at that point he'd had three errors on the year, and he might still be on three. Um, but can you imagine? I'm playing shortstop, and he gets to a lot of balls. He makes some tough plays look kind of easy sometimes. He is a tremendous shortstop. And of course, Robert Moore, he's really good at second base as well. And I know some of their errors came in that tournament down in Round Rock, Texas. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. I would say that. Those games yielded the highest percentage of errors of, of any, and the field wasn't as smooth and clean as the Razorbacks' field. So they, they are a pristine defensive team. Um, I can only re- recall a few. I know Chris Lanzilli misplayed a ball in right field. Uh, Moore booted a ball that was a no-man's-land pop-up. I think that was against LSU. So they've been great. The, the, the concern is, is, like you pointed out, A&M is scoring a ton of runs. They, they run rule Dallas Baptist which was ranked number twenty five, I believe, at the time in their midweek game this week. And that's not an easy task. Their guy who's going to pitch against Nolan tomorrow, Detmer, is the, the he doesn't have a great record. I think he's three and two or four and two. In ZRAs and ZRA's in the threes. But he's coming off a performance at Georgia that, that got him I think it was eight innings. They got one unearned run in the first inning and then he went seven more without allowing a line run. So he's going to be a tough um tough task for the Razorback hitters so I anticipate a low scoring game tomorrow and then who knows for Saturday and Sunday they tore Georgia up in Athens 23 runs in the final game I know Georgia was running out of pitching but they scored a ton of runs as you mentioned and then run ruled Dallas Baptist with 14 so uh, Razorbacks are really going to have to be wary I think their defense will be fine it's just you know can the A&M hitters you know, pound the ball a little
0: bit and put runs on the board. Tom Murphy with us on the uh, Brandon Moving and Storage hotline from the Arkansas Democrat Gazette and WholeHogSports.com. Uh, Tom, when uh, spring football had the, their game, it didn't mean the end of spring football; it just meant the, I guess, the end of our viewing of the team and what yeah. they're doing. Any uh, anything yeah. you you're hearing out of Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday? We're going to get any updates. So, what's going on these last this last week?
2: Well, I'm continuing to write about it. I had a story about the tight ends and then I'm working on one about the O line that'll be coming out and the quarterbacks kind of wrapping up with the, you know, the big quarterback situation and what, what they want to see out of KJ Jefferson in terms of improvement and all that. So, uh, you know, I mean, you have to look on the socials a little bit to get, you know, some things that have come out of those last two practices. But I think, um, I think they were just so pleased with the physicality that they practice with every day. And not wanting to get any veterans hurt. You know, they've given Dalton Wagner a ton of time down. Um, Ricky Stromberg's had time off. Uh, you know, Trey Knox had a couple of weeks to recover from his concussion. Uh, same with Rocket Sanders. Had a little downtime after a concussion. So I think they're just playing it smart. Um, the threes only are going to scrimmage on Saturday. So I think it's going to be a closed, somewhat low-key deal and hopefully if if there's any news of guys getting hurt or whatever, it'll trickle out. I mean, we're still kind of waiting to see what's up with Torian Carter, who did hurt his knee in the, uh, quote, you know, spring showcase that was last Saturday. But you're right. This week has been low-key, and I, I think, you know, kind of intentionally.
0: Is there any media availability after Saturday?
2: No. I mean,
0: None I Tuesday, think
2: so. none Thursday, none Saturday. Yeah. So it's just, been, it's just been a little weird. We're used to, you know, covering spring all the way out through the end of it. And then the stories that come after spring. And we're still going to work on those. Um Just, you know, have a more limited type interviewing and all. And hopefully Sam wraps the spring up at some point. Um, and his contract, obviously, he says he's agreed to it. So there's still a lot of pending football news. And um, I'm anticipating his his contract thing, maybe to resolve early next week.
0: Tom, project Malik Hornsby's receiving numbers for me. What what do you see Malik doing per game? Catches? Yards?
2: Yeah, I think it's a a fascinating concept. And, And it starts with, okay, wow, we put him out there in spring and he's running by our cornerbacks and catching deep balls. Okay, how much of a package can we build for him and trust that if needed, he can go in and play quarterback if something happens to K.J. Jefferson. So there's that balance. I think you've got to have a package for him if you're going to do this that's more than just running go routes, and we saw that. They did some, some in-the-round, they motioned him into the, at, in the, in the quarterback, and these are all things that they did in open practices that, they know their opponents will be aware of, and I and I think it's a great, um, I think it's a great uh, function to to make other defenses be aware of that. They did some interesting stuff with him motioning the quarterback. But um, here's the thing, okay? Can he beat your cornerback deep? The answer is yes. So that means the safeties are going to have to cheat over and possibly help to cover a deep Hornsby route. What happens when you do that? That means your drag route, your stuff over the middle, be- can become more open. They ran a play early, uh, the first play of a period on um, last Saturday, where Hornsby lined up right, ran deep. I'm not sure what the safety did, but no one was there for Trey Knox going left to right, uh, and he had a big gainer over the middle. So he can draw attention from defenses. He can beat your cornerback. And I, I think... Uh, I, I projecting his numbers, maybe he has 20-something catches. W- what if he takes off? What if they put him out there in game one, he catches a breakaway touchdown and then some other pass, and so his numbers start to build up. Defenses have to plan for that. There's no telling what it could develop into um, because he's tall, 6'2", and he's super fast. So um, I, they promised him that he would get a legitimate shot at winning the quarterback job, and there's been parts of spring where he's looked really good Saturday. His numbers weren't good. His teammates had some drops and some of his passes were fired high and low. And that's always been a thing about his, his accuracy, but he's a, he's a phenomenal, a, a talent that you can't deny. It's how do you apply him to the field? And I I think that's, uh, I don't know, a interesting and entertaining factor for Kendall browse to, to work on during the, during the, uh, off season long answer.
0: Yeah. If the offense is running 75, 80 plays a game, how many snaps do you see him getting at the wide receiver position?
2: Well, you've got to try it in game one, right? If you're legit, if you're serious about doing this, and Hornsby's ready to do it, you put him out there for, I don't know, a a series here, a series there, maybe get him two or three, four targets in game one and see what what becomes of them. Um, And then the package could possibly grow. I mean, I'm sure they're going to install various things he can do uh, to to draw the attention of defenses um, and then still have him ready to go in with a bigger package at quarterback. Think, think back to the A&M game, y'all. It was his most significant—well, that and the Penn State game. But the A&M game, they needed him, and he played 20 consecutive snaps when K.J. was out. And it seemed like a few of those plays, they were right on the verge. There were some lost yardage plays. The ball was on the ground one or twice, and they just kind of hung on. But then, after the interception, the, the bumper pool tipped and, and Monteric Brown intercepted. They moved in position and got a field goal out of it, and it was huge. I mean, it was, it was a separation moment in that game. It put them up um, by more than a touchdown, and, and it was big. But the Penn State game, he ran. They were, it was a tiring Penn State defense, and he got the edges, and he just tore them up, and it, it was a cool thing to see. But I think his package has got to be a little bit more than that. And so, I I don't know. I think it's just going to be a fun – who knows what will happen out of him, but he's going to be in a skilled position at some point in parts of of next year.
1: Tom, we're going to have to move on, but I did want to mention before we let you go, I saw the the news out of Fayetteville. We didn't talk about this earlier, Wes, but uh, the Director's Cup standings. Arkansas gets a top-ten finish, so all is well. Hunter doing a great job. and. We had a lengthy discussion yesterday about, you know, you've got a baseball coach that I don't think anybody that's a Razorback fan would trade, you know, for anybody else in the world. And we kind of started Mm -hmm. debating, you know, the basketball coach, and I'm not saying that he's the most accomplished. He certainly doesn't have the best resume of all the active coaches, but I really honestly don't think I'd trade Eric Musselman for anybody right now either. Um, They're in pretty good shape, and obviously softball's doing well. There's a lot of good things happening up there, but Arkansas you know a top 10 overall sports program right now and and Hunters done a phenomenal job and I definitely would not trade him for anybody else as, as an AD right now
2: I get you take, man that there's a lot of good things happening you know they were a, they were the, a big uh, top finisher in the in the directors cup last year you know you know obviously your track and field programs account for a lot of the points but everybody's contributing women's gymnastics were finished in the final 16 uh, so that gives you points and and we feel like Softball and baseball are going to rack up points. And football, obviously, going to a bowl game. So that, you could argue that their athletic program is in as good or better shape overall as any in the SEC, which is the best conference in sports. So that's a, it's a huge accomplishment. And Hunter is to be congratulated for how he's got the coaching staff on the same page.
1: No doubt. Tom, have a great weekend, buddy. Yep. I appreciate you. And uh, tell, tell your neighbor I'll look out for him this weekend.
2: Outstanding. Y'all have a
1: good time. See ya. All right, buddy. Thank you. It's Tom Murphy, Arkansas Democrat Gazette on the brand of moving and storage hotline.